this Halloween episode contains material of a disturbing nature. If any of the following are uncomfortable for you to listen to, we suggest skipping this and joining us on our next major release as normal. Severe gore and mutilation. Abusive asylum practices against patients held against their will. Corruption and magical compelling. This is part one of two. The second half is soon to follow and release. We would like to note that while this Halloween one-shot takes place in an asylum, the horror aspects and plot are not focused on the mental illness of patients or others within the game. Alright, so let's start out with uh, introducing your characters before we get into all this shit. Uh, let us start with Chris. Yeah, Cool. <laughs> uh, today I am playing uh, Billy Williamson. A uh, mechanically, he's a fifth level rogue uh, with the tinker background. Um, not mechanically, for RP purposes, he's an unpaid intern at the uh, the asylum, the place <laughs> that the setting is taking place at, and he's a um, young, bright-eyed, carefree, whimsical, good-natured person. Baby-faced, tall, lanky, his clothes never fit right. Um, yeah, that's him. That's Billy Williamson. He's a good guy. I'm imagining Billy's uh, intern outfit is like standard shorts, but because of how tall he is, they look like <laughs> short shorts from fucking Reno 911. 100%, <laughs> and he has really knobby knees. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I can hear them. <laughs> he's really self-conscious though so don't look down when you're talking to him because he'll think you're staring <laughs> well do i have bad news for you uh eric you're playing a small character who are you playing uh, i am uh i am playing alto barks uh who is a kobold uh mechanically he is an alchemist slash dampier he is not a good person. He likes inventing new mutagens and testing them on either unsuspecting people or uh, indefensible people. Uh, and he used to be in an army. Uh, and so his as a he was a field medic. And so his his medical skills are top notch. Um, but he is also one of those people who, you know, you twist your leg, you twist your ankle, and he offers to amputate it for you. Lovely. Yeah. And Don, what about you? I am playing Selkiba Crusoe, Tengu Witch, who is uh, here visiting the asylum. She doesn't have uh, knobby knees. Well, actually, she probably does if she's a bird person, like those yeah. crane crane legs. But she's, wearing, but she's wearing a uh, uh, very uh, voluminous, volu oh God, that's another word, robes that conceal everything. So you can't really see how fucked up her anatomy is underneath. Okay. And we were going to have a fourth, but uh, he couldn't join us today uh, due to work. So um, hi, Ray, a.k.a. Frog Shock, a.k.a. Skeptic Frog, a.k.a. Frog. Um, R.I.P. and P, man. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next time. So, um, 
we're just running with the three. And I'd like to give a little shout out to Mom Bun over on the Hexgrid Heroes server uh, for helping give me some uh, suggestions on how to portray some stuff in this uh, without scaring me, being a total asshole, basically. Oh, no, I'm nice. still going to try and scare you. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'll succeed, but hey. It's me, you um, will. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, with that, uh, I guess we will get into the exposition, since this is a one-shot in a world with very little lore. So little, in fact, that there's an army and a <laughs> asylum, or an <laughs> asylum. <laughs> so, um, before we get started, how many hero points do you want us to start out with? 23? Sounds good to me. That's what I was thinking. Put that in. Um, you will all start with one. Okay. As is tradition, as is the rules. As is tradition. Because for we don't have any tradition for this yet. <laughs> I was going to um, say, this is the first time <laughs> any of us are playing this system? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Huh. Cool. Well, technically, I played a little bit during the playtest, but that, that's pretty much that it. That doesn't count. Thousands yeah, of years really ago. Doesn't. I didn't. I didn't get to do anything but hit people with a stick and fail a check so bad it ripped a book in half. Um, nice. So, <laughs> that aside, however, um, what has been going on in this asylum is that over the last few days, stranger and stranger phenomena have been occurring. Uh, people report seeing uh monsters and spirits uh and there's been an odd mist that clings around the grounds of the asylum just a few hours ago the bulk of the patients and even the staff after there was a great rumble and glowing symbols started to dance through the mist were these people escaped the asylum, leaving it mostly empty. However, under the direction of Mr. Teller, the owner of the property, and Kira Trice, the head of medicine here, uh, a lot of you ended up either as being staff as, as Alto and Billy, or being conscripted uh, during an emergency for... Oh, uh, what was your name again? Don. <laughs> no, Don. Not Seto Don. Kaiba. It's Seto Kaiba. Oh, no. Seto no, Kaiba? I can't not see it. <laughs> so, Selkiba so Crusoe. It was close. Selkiba. It's too close. Okay. I hate it. You, Selkiba, were, were conscripted in the emergency to uh, aid in the... Uh, Securing of a few of the patients that have been uh, essentially captured uh, during their attempts to escape. Um, and this is actually a, a point where um, I assume I know the answer for Alto, but um, Billy and, and Selkiba, both of you would have had the opportunity to let these patients get away during the ruckus, uh, would you have? Um, I, I don't think that 
patients should be allowed to leave the premises, right? They're here for their own good. And yeah, you have society. Yes, I have everything. Yes, that's right. You do have everything. Uh, go ahead and roll me a society check. I will. A very beefy 25. OK, so with that, uh, you actually know a lot about what's going on. And you know that the asylum has been kind of going downhill for a couple of months because for the first time in quite a while, some clerics have made their way into town. And they are with both magic and with actual caring aid, been able to help a lot of these people and get some of them released. But, you know, their time is fairly heavily consumed. And uh, a lot of these people don't have so much wrong with them that you think that they should be locked up. Like a lot of these people are kept here very much against their will and for very little reason as far as you can tell at least okay um i mean in that case billy still has a job to do like he doesn't want to lose this internship and i'm pretty sure part of his job description as an unpaid intern here at the asylum is to not let people escape okay yeah so it sounds like they're fleeing in a panic because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on right yes I do have, I did take a feat to calm people down. It's called uh, No Cause for Alarm. <clears throat> and the description, real quick, for those interested, is you attempt to reduce panic, attempt a diplomacy check, um, comparing it to the will DC of creatures in a 10-foot emanation around you who are frightened, and each of them is temporarily immune to being frightened for an hour. <laughs> so if people are fleeing in a panic, I think that's what he would try to do, is just calm people's nerves and uh, try to restore a little bit of order so that he doesn't need to beat people with his sap. Because <laughs> he uh, doesn't want that. But he still carries it. Of course he does. <laughs> it's mandatory. So uh, go ahead and for that, make a diplomacy check. Uh, oh man, is that the one or the 20 on this die? Hold on. <laughs> oh goodness, the 20. <laughs> Great, I wasn't sure if the symbol is a one or a 20. So that, yeah. That's a critical success. You Eat. can crit on skills in Boom. 2E. And that might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, at least in the situation. Um, so um, you're able to calm this person down. Uh, it's a man that hasn't been here very long, but uh, you don't really know much about them. Uh, but you're able to calm them down despite uh, them being extremely agitated beyond just the fear um, and are able to peacefully get them to come back with you and take them back inside. But as soon as they're in their room, like they kind of like shove you and like slam the door shut and and and, and they like up up through the little bars. They're like, lock it, lock it. Billy very slowly pulls whatever keys he has and jams one into the lock and locks it, but he never removes eye contact and he just nods. And you can hear this person kind of uh, still hyperventilating a little bit. And after the the key goes clunk, uh, they, they kind of step away from the door and recede into the room, uh, backing against one of the corners. Uh, you can see them shivering. Okay, well, just, just remember your breathing exercises, okay? Deep breaths. One, two. You'll be fine. And he uh, pats the bars and he goes off to uh, continue restoring order. So, Kiba, what about you? 
so Kiba has made friends with uh, a couple people over her time visiting this asylum and uh, she doesn't suspect the asylum intentionally mistreats but you know people fall through the cracks so if she's apprehending running folks if they are uh, if they if they present themselves okay enough to depart she'll she'll uh, relent, uh, relent but if they are like clear like oh you're gonna be a danger to yourself and others why don't we why don't we go back and have some tea so uh, you mentioned before that you are here visiting someone who who is that person a little a little halfling lady that uh, she's befriended named Emily and why is Emily in the asylum she she was just having a hard go of it and uh you know the the village that uh we both lived in uh, live in uh didn't really care that she was buckling under pressure so rather than giving her a break they uh declared her uh unfit and sent her to the asylum and if it were emily that you came across what what would you do would you let her go or would you bring her back Oh, uh, she would definitely return Emily to her to her room. While she's not the worst person to be out there, she doesn't. She'd rather keep her close by. Like if if she could, you know, shut her in a room, at least she knows she's safe rather than uh, milling around in the wildness, uh, wilderness, wildness. Jesus, I love it. All right, uh, make me a diplomacy check. Let's see if Tui hates me. Oh, twenty-five. With a 25, you're able to calm Emily down and have her return to her room. This is probably actually the first time you will have seen the rooms. They're very small, cramped, uncomfortable looking, uh, very Spartan, a single bed uh, and a small shelf jutting out from the wall to perhaps act as a writing surface, but nothing really personal in the room and definitely an uncomfortable feeling even standing in the doorway uh, like mechanically uncomfortable feeling or just creepy no, okay like very uncomfortable okay but not like any condition or anything so yeah uh, uh, so Kiba will uh, shut her friend in there and if she was given keys she will lock her in it's not the most kind way of handling her but I know where she is and, you know, anytime I bring someone back, I make a point of always, like, you know, peeking in to make sure she's good. If possible, I'll, like, through, through the meandering around, um, if there's, like, snacks or anything I can swipe, uh, I'll give them to her to just, you know, keep her calm. All right. So um, I would like... Uh... I would like Billy and Alto to roll off against each other, just a d20. Oh, okay. Okay. It's on. Let's do it. Don't forget you have a hero point. Oh, that's good. Be the, point. the most important <laughs> role of the night. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, how does a seven treat you, my friend? Uh, almost half of what I rolled. Yeah, well, fuck you too. Okay. <laughs> so, that was a good effort, Billy. <laughs> so I think it's uh, Alto having just returned another another patient uh, comes by and 
uh, with the keys after you place Emily in. Make me a perception check. Silkiba. 11. With an 11, uh, I think you can tell that um, when the keys jangle next to the door, uh, although Emily doesn't seem to see anything uh, being also a, a small person, uh, she does step away from the door. Now, Alto, before Hello. we go forward, I have I have little doubt that you would be taking the patients back, given uh, your earlier statements. Yes. But uh, are you leaving them in one piece? Is this the question? Yes. I don't want them to be getting injured. Um, because that could, uh, you know, uh, damage the, um, damage the research potential. So he, he is very caring about these patients and making sure that they get back. And he probably sees Billy, like, talking people down and claps him on the shoulder and gives him a thumbs up or something. Wow, you can reach my shoulder. I was going to say probably more like the, just above the hip, like the small of his back. like The hip shoulder. <sighs> right, right on the holster area. Um, all right, so... Shortly after retrieving as many people as you can, still a very meager number compared to the whole of the asylum. Many of them have escaped. But shortly thereafter, um, the staff is, is, is gathered and, and uh, Kira Trice, the head of medicine, uh, suggests another intern, much like Billy, run to the village and... Uh, inform everyone they can about the escape and everything that's going on there uh, in case the other staff members who fled have not done so, uh, given their abandonment, as she puts it, at this first little sign of trouble. Um, most of the staff goes to like see them off to uh, watch them head into the mist, which has now hundreds of these swirling columns of red vapor amid the mist. Do any of you not stay and send them off? Do you go elsewhere? Uh, uh, Billy needs to stick by his fellow intern and see them off proper. Okay. Uh, Alto is going to go see uh, what Gita is up to. Okay. You're looking for the warden? Yes. Alright, so Gita... Is she's she's back inside. She's going through the uh, currently occupied ward and making sure that every every door that has someone behind it is locked and is inspecting for hiding individuals. And we will get back to that in just a minute. What about Silkiba? <clears throat> Silkiba's uh, still making the rounds. Uh... She she was not deputized, but uh, put to work here. It's not really her place to interfere with operations. So unless someone straight up tells her to do something, she'll just kind of look wary, warily around. She's also um, wanting to protect herself from any harm. All right. So you are 
just basically chilling, maybe in the in the front room, the foyer. Um, and you take notice of of a strange sound that kind of persists for a few moments. Uh, make me a perception again. Alrighty. Oh no, I lost it. Uh, 23. Okay, so with the 23, you hear that the sound almost sounds like someone speaking on the other side of a thick wall or perhaps even a couple of rooms over, but it seems to be coming from below you. Outside, however, Billy, you see your fellow intern head off into the mist. Moments after they disappear from everyone's sight, you hear shrill screams and a wet crunching sound. And then flung far from within the mist, it seems, an arm falls at the foot of the door of the front of the asylum. Uh. Several of the other staff members back away in disgust and and, uh, seem to be in the first stages of... Uh, their own panic, although more reserved than the recent one. I think that uh, wide-eyed and quiet, Billy's just going to close the front door. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll make sure that like anyone who wants to retreat into the safety of the asylum can certainly do so. But just without a word, he's going to slowly close the door and kick the arm out of the way. A short while passes in which everyone is gathered up And while much of the staff is told to go about their business more or less as normal, checking on patients, cleaning, what have you, depending on their tasks, um, and of course the uh, few conscripted people, including Silkiba, are asked to stay within the foyer. Uh, in this pocket dimension, is it pronounced foyer or foyer? Because you've done both, and I just want to make sure we lock this down before we continue. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> These instructions, however, don't seem to take hold very long. The staff disperses out as the environment and the new uh, dreaded ambiance uh, begins to get to people. They go and sequester themselves in various parts of the asylum. The other conscripted people, uh, being somewhat unaware of the previous happenings, uh, make to leave. Of the three that go out, uh, only one returns, and they seem in quite a bit of shock. Also, Billy, both of your tasks don't last you uh, particularly long. Uh, and with a lack of people to attend to, and uh, in the case of Alto, experiments to perform, it quickly becomes apparent that things are not going back the other direction on their own. Peeks out the window show that the mist is only growing more crimson and the very light that casts in through the windows has taken on a red hue. That sounds bad. <laughs> um, I, I think that when Billy's doing the the brief task he uh, has laid before him, the whole time he's uh, quietly, his mind's turning gears, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Like, he's a smart dude. He knows stuff. Does any of this, like, seem familiar to him and his expansive knowledge? 
Make Modest me too. an occultism check. <laughs> or wait, no. uh, actually, what is your training level in occultism? Uh, I don't have one. <laughs> okay, so that's one of your backup skills? Yes, it's one of my backup okay. skills. I do have that untrained proficiency feat thingy. Yeah, which... Um, so this one would be, high, be behind a training level, so you're not able to make the check. So this is very out there for you mm. like this uh, is obviously magical uh, in in some fashion i'm mm-hmm. sure you could tell but what the hell it is not a clue nice then i think thoroughly perplexed billy once he finishes his task is just going to like throw himself into like trying to make other people feel comfortable so he just like meets, meanders around and like offers people hot beverages <laughs> and stuff like that to calm their nerves. All right. I think, um, Mr. Billy, at some point you go down to, uh, to like the break room area uh, in the ward where the uh, where the patients are currently being kept, and you prepare some drinks. And as you're making your way back towards the the central chambers and the foyer, foyer, the foyer, <laughs> um, and, and the foyer, uh, you feel a bit odd. Go. What is your perception DC? Which would be ten plus your perception mod. Ah, okay. Then that's an eighteen. Eighteen. So you would take notice um, as you're moving away that. As you walk down the hall, there's a creeping darkness that follows you. It's not like a supernatural darkness as it seems, but just after you pass the little candles that light the hallway after so long, they just snuff out and the hall begins to grow uh, darker and darker behind you. And there's an uncomfortable pressure and presence. Uh, You're not sure if it's just the ambience getting to you or if there's something there, but it it doesn't it doesn't feel uh, you know nice and cuddly, whatever it is. Ah, uh, um, that sucks. I think that uh, while Billy's doing his thing, if, as he notices this, he just like steadily starts moving faster. Like he he's walking at a yeah, casual walk and handing someone you know a candle or a cup of tea or whatever, and the next person he goes to he's walking a little bit faster. And by the end of this, after he's handed out everything, he's just like <laughs> sprinting through the halls to try to get away from the encroaching darkness. Right. Um, and I think he's running to his safe space, which is the closet he goes to hide in when he's feeling overwhelmed as an unpaid intern at an asylum. All right, so so that closet's in the. Uh room like behind the foyer and yes I'm going to keep bouncing back and forth because I can and that's sort of like a supply room in general but there's like a little maintenance closet even within that and and you you make your way back there Sakiba you uh you would notice this this young lanky man come like walking a little too quickly through the foyer ah the foyer and just uh, <laughs> my brain wants to do it both ways and I can't do that. Um, you see him walking uncomfortably quickly through the foyer and sort of just like push his way into another room and then you hear like another door like open and shut in there. 
this seems suspicious to me, so I'm going to follow. All right. So uh, you follow into the first room, uh, perhaps a few moments behind uh, the second, or like just a moment behind the second door, and uh, you find yourself in a supply room. A uh, quick look around will notice that there is this, uh, another door on the back end of this room. But before we get to that, uh, our our little alchemist, uh, our a little vile alchemist, uh, little vile. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until after I said it. No, that's but, um, perfect. I'm I'm writing that down. Um, Alto, you were perhaps going to see if there was somebody that was in enough of a condition to use one of your mutant gens on when uh, walking into the hall and you notice that the far end of it was quite dark. Uh, there's a door on the other end of the hall that's uh, not really a door, rather a doorway. Um, and you can see the dull red light from from outside there, but the hall itself is fairly dark and unlit. Walking in, though, what is your perception, DC? Uh, 17. And I do have dark vision as well. Okay, so uh, then this will actually be fairly easy for you to notice. As stepping into the hallway, you realize that there's some sort of rather disgusting, organic-looking mess uh, in the far back left corner. It looks like it hasn't been cleaned in quite some time, which is obviously ridiculous as you were just in this hallway, not but maybe an hour ago. Um, just reading through a quick skill. That is not going to help. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have the glean contents feet. But I don't think that will help me gleaning the contents there, of this. There's nothing mask. <laughs> uh, written on this mask, yeah. um, or in this mask. That's something to note, at least. Um, while tromping down over there, uh, cursing under his breath about um, how Gita seems to be. Uh, uh, just really lax in the security these days, people getting out of their cells. He'll kind of look at this mess, and can I use either medicine or maybe occultism? Medicine or occultism to see what's up with this mess? Yes, uh, to both, but first give me a perception check. <laughs> 22. All right, so with the 22, you realize that this mass is some something strange. It's uh, coterminous. It's like more or less all one piece. And it doesn't seem to you to be some sort of plant. Go ahead and roll your medicine. Okay. Uh, 16. All right, and I'm going to do your occultism in secret. So what is your bonus? Plus 11. All right, your 16 medicine determines quite disturbingly uh, that whatever this is 
seems to be alive uh, upon a, a swift prod and poke, perhaps with an instrument of some kind. It reacts and uh, seems to pulse faintly as if with a heartbeat. Your occultism tells you that this is perhaps uh, some sort of effect of strange magics, but you're not entirely sure what it is. You think that this may be some sort of leavings of a transformation, perhaps. Okay. Um, with how much um, mess there is, does it seem like this could be roughly the amount of material that's within a standard human? I think you would say it's a little bit less, but not by much. Okay. Um, that's not great. Um, well... Hmm. Uh, I think he will... I will start to uh, cover that with uh, a, a spare traveler's cloak that I have. I have uh, winter clothing, so I'm just gonna... It's kind of a, a thick cloak that he just kind of, like, lays over it. And then right. he's going to um, harumph his way back to the lobby to try and... to see if Kira is there, uh, or Gita, and let one of the two of them know that there seems to be uh, some sort of creature molting around the... Uh, <clears throat> molting around the... Asylum, and that uh, have have a little bit uh, more care going through the halls, because he he's not certain what's like motives are. So, all right. So you do not find Kira or Gita. Uh, the only person you're able to find that's in a position of high order here is Solomon, uh, Mister Teller, the property owner and manager. Uh, would you inform him of the same thing? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> he would uh, he would look somewhat disgusted at the description and uh, well, with everything that's going on, I can't say that I'm all that surprised. At this point, I'm surprised that more hasn't happened as creepy as things are getting and with what happened to Bethany, poor girl. Have you spoken with Kira or Gita yet? Actually, Mr. Teller, I haven't been able to find them at all. I've been trying to find Gita since the first outbreak happened. I haven't seen her since. Strange. Last time I saw Kira, she was heading to her office down in, uh, down in the medical ward. Perhaps you'll be able to find her there, but I wouldn't want you going on your own with some sort of creature roaming about. I'll go get Delphos. Um, you pick up uh, anybody you can find, I suppose. People are thinning out, it would seem. The uh, ambience is getting to them. Indeed. And perhaps you shouldn't... Hold on. What was all that about Bethany? Oh... I forgot. I didn't see you there. Um, we sent 
Bethany to go inform the village, but well, when she went into the the mist, and he uh, he kind of puts his thing, his his hand up over his mouth, and he's just like, well, let's just say there's not much left of her. Uh, poor girl. She was a good worker. Yes. Uh, well. Mr. Teller, stay safe on your short venture. I'm going to see if I can track down Rita in her office. You too, Mr. Box. Stay safe. I'll, I'll give him a, uh, a fairly low bow as I back away and do a quick heel turn. So you make your way out. Um back into the foyer and you don't really see anybody uh except for uh a somewhat hunched over set of cloaks um heading into the storage room uh and other than that you you don't really see anybody and you haven't seen people for a bit now uh so it is it is a bit perturbing the uh sort of silence that hangs in the air. Um, I will, uh, I'll walk over to this mess of robes a bit, um, worried that it might be a prisoner trying to escape by bundling up. Uh, so he will have his hands, uh, in his robe sleeves. Um, and, uh, Sorry, I can't find the name of him. He has um, sleeves of storage. Uh, so he is able to keep various items up to, I think, one bulk uh, hidden within them. So his hands are on a set of manacles as he walks up to this uh, robe bundle and says, Excuse me, you there. And this would be Sakiba. Uh, you've just walked into the storage room and you hear this behind you. Uh, she'll turn with a start. Oh, hello. He gives her a quick look up and down and realizes that it's not one of the patients. And ah, I assume you are one of the conscripted, as it were. Yes, I am. I was following a troubled-looking fellow. They seem to be a little overwhelmed, so I was just checking on them. Troubled-looking fellow? Like a... a patient? No, no. Uh, definitely the, the uniform of uh, a, an intern. Ah. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, well, no. If one of those that are supposed to be aiding the infirm is buckling under pressure, that means... Things are not all well here. Well, obviously, everything is not all well, but I don't expect an intern to be leading the charge, as it were. I can leave that to those of us who are more experienced with panic-driven masses. Have you been here long? I come and go. But uh, I'll kind of try and peek over her or around her to see who's in the closet. Um, I believe the closet is closed. 
Oh um, yeah, it is. But <laughs> the, um, the the storage room. You know that there is a closet in the storage room. You are familiar with this place, uh, and not seeing a person uh, within um, either brings into question uh, what Selkiba is saying or makes you think that somebody's in the closet. Gotcha. Then I'll uh, kind of rap on the door to the closet. It's time to come out. <laughs> that you're knocking sound effects. <laughs> wow, our doors are really hollow here. Cool. <laughs> Easy yeah. for smashing through. All the better to hear you with, my dear. Um, uh, from from inside the closet, you hear uh, just just a second. Uh, unless you're the darkness, then there's no one here. <laughs> Just a second, unless you're the crazed axe-wielding murderer that broke into my house. No, I'm not here. This is just a hallucination, not a voice. No. You have the wrong closet. No one's home. Come back later. (laughs) And I think if you uh, hang out for just like a little bit, the the door will unlatch and like uh, crack open a little and uh, Billy will peek out and then he'll peek down (laughs) to see you. You see see the, uh, the little... Um, quote unquote doctor um, that um, I, I think you would probably be pretty aware that uh, most of the patients do not um, seem very calm in his presence. He's actually been given the name the Hellhound. Huh. Yeah. But that's mostly because of the bloodhound mask that he wears around his throat. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's just a rough exterior hiding a soft and supple interior. Uh, real heart of gold buried in there. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy smiles, seeing someone he recognizes, and he opens the door and says, Oh, hey, Mr. Barks. Billy. I was just, uh, yeah, hey. Have you calmed yourself? Uh, that depends. Has all the spooky stuff stopped? Uh, I... Give a kind of a fake look around the uh, storage room and say, "Yes, it's all gone. I was actually just on my way to go see Kira up in her office, you know." Ah, uh huh. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, yeah, that'd be great. Do, do, do you want me to like go with you and I don't know, like help out? Do you need help? Mm. I'm. Not certain if I'll need help, but Mr. Teller has mentioned that uh, it might be best to roam in groups for now. Oh, it's good to have friends. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well, if you need a friend, I'll go with you. Speaking of friends, who's your friend? He looks at Selkie. I've just just met. Uh, I was actually following you, young man. Uh, do you see? He backs away. And he closes the door just a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't be afraid, Billy. This is Madame Robes. You trust my sense of character, don't you? He pauses for a moment and then slowly nods and slowly opens the door back up full. Okay. Yeah, as I was saying, I was following you. You seem to be troubled and I wanted to offer you some sort of aid if you need it, but you seem to just need it a moment to yourself. Oh, you wanted to offer me aid. Mr. Barks, you could have just told me that she's another intern. Yeah, no, that's very kind of you. Thank you. But uh, I think I'm good for now, unless the darkness is still following me. Then I'm not so good. Darkness is following us all. 
whoa, morbid, but okay. Maybe <laughs> as we go up to see Kira, we can uh, try to try to um, keep spirits up and smile a little bit more, huh? And he nervously uh, smiles. <laughs> Selkiba will do the best approximation of a smile. A uh, nope, nope. Okay, maybe no smiles. <laughs> yeah, we'll just. <laughs> I agree, Billy. Let's keep spirits up with a nice, a nice song to really cheer the spirits. Oh, spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. <laughs> Yeah, Billy is going to use performance to back him up with a chorus. It'll be great. I can't play that song, but I really want to. <laughs> uh, now as as a group, uh, in order for to keep safe, yep. uh, mm-hmm. you make your way towards the medical wing. Wing? Really? What? Oh. Ward, wing, whatevs. <clears throat> so you make your way to the medical wing, which um, if the uh, if the wing that the patients are currently in is the east, this is the north wing. So you make your way in, and uh, is our dear little half-vampire kobold the only uh, one with dark vision? Um... I certainly don't have any. Maybe I can squint my eyes a little bit and see slightly better. But no, nope, I have it. low light. But I can't. I have no light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really even have uh, anything that can help with that either. Okay, it's it's just so that I can know because there are like this hallway is lit, but it's not well lit. So there are like areas of dim light and a couple like smaller patches of darkness. So. Uh, our little dark visiony boy, Alto, you see um, in one of these small uh, areas of darkness um, something laying on the ground. Uh, it's small, seems metallic. Uh, it's a little bit far away, but quickly enough, you'll be able to tell that it seems to be a portion of armor. Uh, perhaps a pauldron or um, like the knee piece from Greaves. Either way, you can tell it's size for a medium creature and make me a perception check. Why, of course, DM. Could I cast Detect Magic uh, while he's inspecting? Okay. And I'm going to just double check that it's not different in this system. It is different, but... Okay. uh, Ooh, 30-foot emanation. I like that better than the cone bullshit in other systems. So here's where it's different. Yes, there's magic. Nailed it. <laughs> but where? You are not sure. <laughs> Can I get a hero point for my excellent use of detect magic? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> nah, not yet. No. Uh, what was what was that perception, Eric? Oh, it was a nineteen. Nineteen. I think you. While it's while it's a bit plain, I think you recognize this piece of armor as belonging to the head warden Gita Hogatrix. Does it seem damaged at all or simply cast off for some reason? Uh, upon close inspection, it's got a few scratches on it, but that looks like it could be normal wear and tear. Okay. Then he will uh, just lift it up 
uh, brush it off a little bit, uh, give it a hit of the old um, prestidigitation, thanks to my hat of the Magi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just stick it into uh, stick it into his sleeves and hold on to it. Uh, he's not going to let the other two know about this if he can help. All right, go ahead and make me a thievery check then. I would suppose. That, would that be against our terrible perceptions in the dark? It would be against your perception DCs. Okay. So 18 for Billy and what's... Uh, 18 as well. Okay, so 18 nice. and 18. Perception bros. I yeah. like it. And since this is just against the party, you can go ahead and roll it. I don't have to roll it in secret. Oh, okay, good. Um, dirty 20. All right, so they do not notice you effectively pocketing this piece of metal. Though I think they would notice you um, doing a spell, uh, so they might be curious as to that. Hark, what do your cobalt eyes see? Oh, I uh, Seems someone left a, a spare set of manacles around, I... Simply tidied them up a bit. They seemed a bit dirty. Oh, that's no good. Dirty with blood? Do you think they dropped it? Or? No, not blood. No, no. Just a, a bit of rust, a bit of grime on them, you know. <laughs> I figured I'd return them to uh, Gita if I ever see her again. Ah, that is nice of you. You are a softie. Ominous. I, uh... I shoot Billy a, a wink with a finger gun and he probably <laughs> could not see that. I, I can't go. see what you're doing. But <laughs> 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 he smiles. Um, yes. Um, like these points of darkness are pretty small so like a, a, like one step would put you in dim light and, and, and make it easy enough for such things to be seen. No thanks. The darkness is comfortable enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, go ahead and make me a deception check too. Uh, since you were lying to them. Barely. <laughs> I mean, barely, but it's, it's against the same DC as your thievery. Um, that, well, my deception's a lot better than my thievery, so... Uh, it's a 27. Okay, so yeah. Um, that is, that is quite, quite a truth you just told. Nice. Billy believes him even more now. <laughs> this is why Billy's my favorite intern. Wow, no one's ever said that before. I wish I could ask for a pay raise. Obviously, I can't. I'll, uh, I'll pull a silver out of my pouch and say, Billy, a raise for you. And I, I kind of uh, motion for him to come in close after I've stepped out of the full darkness and say, just keep this between us, though, champ, eh? He smiles and, say, and shakes his head and says, no, sir, I can't take that. Uh, I, I'm working for credits here. If I take any money, they'll kick me out of the program. And he pushes the money back towards you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I flip the coin and uh, grab it and then put it back in my pouch and say, oh, is the pure of heart. I, I like that about you. <laughs> and I think Billy like leans over to Selkie and just whispers, I don't care what anyone says about him. He's a good guy in my book. <laughs> he certainly was charitable. Think of it as hazard pay. You don't have to claim it on your taxes. Hmm. I, I think that's a little bit too murky for me. I like to play the straight and narrow. Very well. 
So uh, with, with that out of the way, you make your way to Kira's office. The door is closed when you arrive, uh, and with your perception DCs, um, there, I, I think pretty much all of you would notice that there is a strange sound coming from within, a gurgling-like noise. Uh-huh. Uh, uh looks for the uh, babbling fountain that's in this room. So you open the door? Detecting magic first? Uh, there is magic. <laughs> is that all I get? Man, I hate this system. <laughs> we can all hear the gurgling? Uh, yes, you can all hear the gurgling. Let, let me double check for you, Don. There, you might have one of the higher versions right now. No, I'm, I'm not upset with you. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Pathfinders detect magic with a little strong. You can choose to ignore magic you're fully aware of. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay. So, yeah, I'm only, I only get, uh, okay. Mm, yes, it's yes. Yeah, you can now crit success uh, skill checks, but you can't detect magic. It's impossible. You fool. <laughs> okay, you have access to the third level spells. So you learn the school of magic for the highest level effect within range. Um, and if there are multiple effects that are equally strong, the GM determines which you learn. All right, so you... And that, I believe, is based on spell level. So uh, you detect that there is, within 30 feet of you, there is a transmutation effect. Okay, that's not concerning. She's good. <laughs> She'll, uh, she's not at the front because she can't see as well, but she just shrugs off. You want to cast light? No, I don't have that spell. Oh, you don't have light? Okay. No, I thought detecting magic would be cooler. <laughs> I mean, oh. it can certainly be useful. <laughs> I'm going to cast electric arc. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, that's a cantrip for me? Yeah. Electric arc is a cantrip. Oh, I thought it, oh it's because it does shit all damage. Okay. I mean, you cast it as a third level spell right now. It shouldn't be shit. I mean, it's not as good as like a full third level spell, but... Yeah, so between her two hands, uh, there is uh, pulsing electricity going back and forth, and that's going to shed light. I'll, I'll give you a, uh, a five-foot emanation of dim light off of that, sure. But it also makes a shit ton of noise. I will Here. dispel the magic. <laughs> well, I mean, not like the oh. confident, but like you hear like... <laughs> you know, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just being silly. <laughs> I want it to no. sound like a Tesla coil. <laughs> <laughs> Musical Tesla coil. Elon Musk is going to get you. That was a bad joke. Move on, please. Okay. Thou art at the door. You have detected that there is magic. You don't know if it's coming from within inside, but you make an assumption, I presume, one way or the other. Um, is anybody going to open the door? There is this noise on the other side. Does everyone else hear that gurgling noise? My God, she might be dying of poisoning. Oh. You head in and I will find my alchemy lab. It's just in the next door office. I might have to brew up a quick antidote for her. Well, if she's dying, we have to hurry. Billy kicks in the door. It opens outward. Ow, my foot. You can open the door with a kick if you so desire. 
Yeah, I do. Thank you. And you get in and the, the gurgling sound becomes louder as there's no longer an impeding barrier, but you don't really notice anything right off the bat. Um, and for those of you, since I don't think any of us uh, have done this before, um, you can make a seek action to find things that you don't immediately notice. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I have not ever done that. So, yeah, I will seek. I've also never seeked. So I would like to seek now as well, please. Right, Actually, I want to assist are... my buddy sneak- seeking. I want to okay. help. <laughs> so um, the way assisting works in 2E is you have to make a 20. And that'll give a plus one bonus. Um, so you can go ahead and do your aid, and Silky, Silkyba, go ahead and make your active perception. Fucking lame. <laughs> Wait, so aiding is twenty? Yes, Ugh. but getting twenty is way easier into you. Not for me right now. I fucking jailed that shit. (laughs) Yeah. 19 for my perception. Oh, man. My plus one would have kicked you to a 22. God, I let you down. (laughs) Oh, man. So so what did you get? Um, Uh, Let's see. I took a feat, so I get a plus four to helping people on top of whatever I normally get. But that only brings me to a 14. Would you roll a two? I I did roll a two. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that math. Uh... Well, oof, but it's not awful. You just don't help that much. Um, So with the 19, though, um, it would take you uh, another action to like move in and look, but you would be able to see that there is a pile of gross, gurgly flesh behind the counter there Um, or behind the desk. And much as Alto saw earlier, it is roughly the size of a people um, and seems quite alive. Oh, no. Do I know what this is? Can I identify this? Uh, You can make a medicine and or a uh, occultism. Okay. Medicine's a plus one. Occultism's a plus ten. So I'm going to go with the occultism. I mean, you can do both. Okay. Uh, 18 for occultism. Five for medicine. Mm. You think that it's boiling. That's why it's bubbling and gurgling. Uh, and so it is probably not a good idea to touch it. Okay. But what and about I probably the should have done those in secret because you're not supposed to, Like, there's a bunch of checks like I'm supposed to roll for you. And I was just. Yeah, I was going to ask. I got to get used to that. You're I really fine, Maybe it's not the time now, but later I want to ask you what what's the wisdom behind all these secret roles. But uh, did my eighteen um, gain me anything? Uh, nothing in particular. You don't really know what it is. Wow! But it's also not a critical failure. Thanks. <laughs> you raised um, me up. At- and and the quick uh, the quick answer is uh, take for example if you are sneaking you don't necessarily know whether or not somebody would perceive you. You're just sneaking as an example. Uh, So you see this, uh, Billy, it could of course be made to your attention quite easily. Also, you have moved over to the next door to your alchemy lab and gone inside and are finding your little 
um, portable alchemy lab, right? Um, I think it's a, a full-sized alchemy lab, actually. Oh, okay. That I bought. Uh, I do have a portable cauldron as well in that room. Okay. Um, but I'm not super worried about it. Um, but yes, he would like to. Uh, he is assuming there is. Uh, not, in fact, a poisoned woman behind that door. <laughs> um, so he is going to try to craft a poison, if he can. Okay. Uh, and I... Uh, you're trying to do this in the traditional method, or are you using quick alchemy? Uh, I will be using quick alchemy. Okay, so quick alchemy, uh, the way it works is you, like, you wabam right there, like as an action, you make it, and you need to use it within that round. Uh, I also have, I believe, yes, enduring alchemy, so I can use it the next round as well. I believe. Okay, so so you can get yours to last a little bit longer. Yes. All right. So, um, and you are considered to have what you need on your person to do that, but uh, I'll go ahead and. Um, did you have anything else stored in here? Uh, if you want to grab it, you can now. Any um, of your uh, prepared batches or anything? Uh, I would probably have my, um, the special reagents in here, since I would okay. start those in the morning. But I would probably grab those and, uh, stuff them in my bandolier that I wear. All right. And so... Uh, I, I would probably, I should specify, grab those... Uh, before I do my quick alchemy. Right. Are you doing the quick alchemy in your laboratory? Yes, if I can. I mean, sure. Okay. Uh, we are going to go into initiative for that just so that we can track how long your item lasts. Okay. Uh, we'll go by DCs uh, for now since there's nothing active going on. Uh, uh, you uh, technically go after Billy and... Selkie, so uh, Selkie, or Selkiba, mm -hmm. um, you and Billy are on the same initiative. Uh, is there anything you're doing while this thing is uh, there before you? Um, no, I don't. I don't. I didn't get anything to lead me to believe there was anything untoward happening. She just has a bubbling mass in her office, as you do. Okay. Uh, Billy, what about you? I think since uh, by now Billy's probably aware of the bubbling mass, he uh, wants to inspect it to see if he can figure out see if he can figure out what's going on. All right, uh, medicine and occultism, please. Cool, <laughs> oh, man. And uh, because you're familiar, also a perception. Okay, the medicine's an eleven. I'm not trained in occultism, so I don't know if I can roll that for this. Uh, yeah, you can. Okay, we'll just get a slightly different. Result. Oh my god, that's a nine, and <laughs> perception is a uh, perception is an eighteen. Okay, so you don't really notice anything in particular about it uh, that that stands out to you, but you think that um, you think this might be the work of demons. You just get a weird feeling. 
then I think Billy, after a studious examination of the bubbling mass, will just mutter, Demons. I knew it. And he stands up <laughs> and looks at Selkie. Time to combine this red herb, green herb, and blue herb. Yeah, that's a full heal and gets rid of poison. It's great. It's one action to do quick alchemy. Uh, I believe, reasonably speaking, you could get into the other office with a single move action. Your moves, wait, is your move 20 or 25? 25. Okay, then yeah, I think you could get into the office, but not up to the mass uh, with a single move. Oh, okay. And so you'll have a single action left, uh, which you can use to move closer or throw things or do something else. What do you want to do? Uh, you would see both of them like standing beside the desk, like looking down at something behind it. You're a short ass, so there's a desk in the way. Oh, good. Billy's knees are hidden. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see my shame. <laughs> um, he would. Excuse me. Uh, he would start coding this antidote uh, <laughs> onto his Qatar. All right. You have a fucking Qatar? I know he plays Qatar. Yeah, he uses it to uh, chop uh, ingredients more comfortably than using a standard knife. Check okay. out this Qatar hero. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Use a fucking punching dagger. Okay. Um, so you, you spend your action to apply your poison. Um, and, and then... Billy... Yeah, just be yelling to the other two, like, Back away from that! I saw one of these earlier. Oh, yeah, it's real bad. Demons did it. That's right. Only special medicines can beat demons. Billy. Uh, that part sounds made up, but I'll trust your judgment, Doctor. <laughs> Billy, you know how up. to fix a demon blob? Um, mixing it, it with the holy blob. It depends on whether or not that's an occult check or a religion check, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we already had the effect of your occult check. Then no, I probably don't. <laughs> Uh, we will defer to your expertise. So I take it the two of you uh, just pass your turns. You will back or Billy will back away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, can Billy aid? (laughs) I don't know if he's going to like punch into this thing. Uh, Can Billy like maybe give words of encouragement or like help guide his arm? Yeah, you can. Yeah. So what Billy doesn't get paid for, let's help. <laughs> okay, so um, go ahead and and make your make an attack roll uh, uh, to aid. Uh, I will make the DC on this fifteen to aid because it's easy. What's what's the attack roll use? Uh, just use whatever your best weapon is. I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> okay, sure. Medicine. <laughs> Like your best training level, like not plus ones or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then uh, I got a 13 on the die, which my best training level seems to be a plus nine proficiency. Then I get a plus four on top of that because of a feat. So I blow it out of the water. Yeah, you definitely aid. Oh, you actually critically aid. So you guarantee a plus two. 
I think because I have the feet, I give him a plus fucking three, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Billy looking at this lump of flesh. Hit it there. That'll help. <laughs> he points. <laughs> All right. Uh, my 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 dear Alto, make an attack roll. Hi, son. Oh, fuck. That's good. Uh, 27 plus his aid. So plus three. So that's a 30. That will be a critical success. A dirty 30. Go ahead. And every every value that's not specific to a critical, go ahead and double that. Um, and what is your poison? Because so, I believe that'll be its own check. Um, probably, I would say Grave Root. Grave Root? Yes. It is blowing my mind how knowledgeable Eric seems to be coming across. <laughs> <laughs> I am Googling things as we're going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I am too. Speaking of knowledge, I, I messed up. It's only a plus two for me for the critical success in the eight, not a plus three. Right. Dirty, okay. torn, Still, It's still a critical success. Okay, good. I didn't fuck up too much. It was a critical okay. success before the eight. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> audience. That's, yeah, that was my good. beat. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, DC 19 fortitude, four rounds, stage one is on D10, poison damage. Mm. All right. Um, and so a Qatar is 1D4 damage. Do I add my strength bonus to that as well? Yes. Okay. And then I just double whatever I get for those two? Yeah, you, you double everything unless it's like deadly or something. Okay. Uh, eight total damage. Eight total damage. Uh, and, um, it will pass its fortitude save, but that's only for round, for round one, I believe. Unfortunately, it rolled really high and beat the DC, but, uh, it quivers and there's like a spurt of, uh, red blood and almost like a like a, a bit of air like rushes out of the wound and, and there's this sort of like hissing sound from it escaping like more is this, this supposed to happen actions, so can i roll a uh, a medicine <laughs> check to see if uh <laughs> <laughs> you'd like you like to roll another medicine check uh, I want to see if this is like something that might be dying or if this is just a blob of discarded still living flesh of some sort make a medicine check I can do that I can do that so hard dude 28 okay with a 28, not only did you determine that this thing is alive and now very hurt, but not dying, but uh, this thing is a person. Excellent. Or was. <laughs> they're, they're, um, you can see through like, the hole now, like there's organs that are obviously human uh, <clears throat> in nature. Uh, and it it seems that you have uh, punctured into it and is causing it to bleed, although not mechanically, and have uh, issued some air from one of its lungs. 
Okay. And I should still have one action left in this turn. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. And honestly, we can break initiative at this point. These things can't do anything. Oh. Yeah. They just it was just to take a see if you accidentally wasted your um, <laughs> alchemy stuff. Well, yeah, that's fine. I think I get like nine of them or something. Nine, 90 of them. Wow. Yeah, 90 poisons. Nice. Uh, I take a step back from the body and go, my God, this isn't a poisoned woman at all. Well, something similar. It's Billy, I believe you're right. This was some sort of demon. I knew it. <laughs> I nod thoughtfully. Make a deception. <laughs> 24. <laughs> Another truth. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> this, I believe, was the great Kira Trice, but now it seems to be more of a. Oh, um, I will give you uh, another piece of information uh, based off your medicine check. Um, there are testes within. The late great Kira Trice. Though now it's more of a Kyle Trice. (laughs) Mr. Barks, if demons are really prowling around turning people to flesh goop, shouldn't we tell the property manager and Mr. Teller what's going on? (laughs) Property manager? Let's call the landlord. Let's get maintenance on here. Oh, I'm sorry. My notes say property owner. That was me misspeaking. I apologize. Well, he he does own the property, but uh, functions as manager. Oh, manager, property owner, in parentheses. I see where I misspoke now. Billy flips a few pages in his notes. (laughs) Uh, Based on the medicine check I rolled, I don't have any idea of how to turn this in back into a human being. Uh, no, uh, you do figure it was not any natural means which performed this, and thus natural means likely will not fix it. See, kids, this is what happens when you hold in your sneezes. <laughs> I knew it. Yes, you turn into a sack of sticky flesh that adheres to any surface and lose all your bones. I've seen it happen before. That's why you Inside out. swallow gum. <laughs> God, I miss Bobby. He was a good guy. <laughs> It says, uh, I believe there's nothing we can do for this poor soul, but put it out of its ministry. Min- I'm sorry, what? <laughs> put, we're putting it out of its ministry, okay? Okay. Uh, Who's going to administer this at ministry removal? I believe I'm well suited to these sort of uh, accoutrements of this hospital. <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you an alchemist? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he an idiot? What? <laughs> I said, if you're an, aren't you an alchemist? Why is he an idiot? <laughs> oh no, he's just uh, he's just bullshitting through. Um, uh, I, I he doesn't you. want to admit that he said something wrong. <laughs> okay, so he's just uh, He's being that guy, I got, I got it He's assuming these other two are idiots uh, <laughs> Billy writes some secret notes Based on this conversation <laughs> <laughs> He gives a very judgmental sort of look <laughs> Excels in alchemy Problems with English 
<laughs> problems with common. My first language is draconic, to be fair. I mean, oh my god, he's lawful evil. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> All right, so you're you're gonna uh, off this sack, this sad sack. Mm. <clears throat> <clears throat> Almost the, one of the other two stops, man. No, nope. Just judging you. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I'll do a, a small uh, motion over it. Pretending that it's religious when it's not, and just stab into this poor bastard. Um, are either of you uh, trained in religion? Hella, I am. Uh, What's your DC? Uh, no, uh, it's just ten plus my bonus. Well, yes. Okay, <laughs> but what is it? No, she was verifying with you, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what have I done to upset Sean? No, I thought you were being a smart ass. Well, what is this, your first time, Chris? Come on. You weren't supposed so to know. I'm so sorry. But yes, your, your DC for any given thing it's is just, just 10 plus. Thing, okay. 10 plus bonus, yes. Cool. Then it's a 16, Sean. My DC for religion is 16. All right, uh, Don. Do you have a religion? Training? Not trained. Nope. All I right. Do not. All right. So make a deception check, Mister Al Alto. I keep wanting to call you Alton Brown. That's me too. <laughs> Twenty-six. If there's one thing I'm good at, it's hoodwinking these poor suckers. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Billy crosses off some of his notes. Maybe he does know what he's talking about. Yeah, he <laughs> seems to make his sincere. Uh, gesture to the divine as he performs this gruesome act. Mm. Hmm. Must be a kobold thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a vet kobold <laughs> thing, yes. <laughs> that kobold ain't no religion I ever heard of, <laughs> but I'm not here to judge, Mr. Parks. Uh... And with this uh, dead heap in our midst now, uh, Alto's going to start uh, looking through the drawers for any relevant notes on the current situation. All right. I think their clothes were destroyed. No, no, in like the desk. Oh, okay. I thought you were looking through their drawers. All right. So uh, go ahead and make a seek. A seek. What do I use for that? I'm sorry. Perception. Billy wants to help, I think. Okay. How do you get cocked in a dice tray? It happens, dude. I know. I'm, I'm going to re-roll that because it was either an 8 or a 6. I beat a 20, so you get a plus 1 for me. I'm helping. Perception was plus 7, so... Uh, 19 altogether. Uh, that's with the aid? Yes, with the plus one for it. Alright, so you look through uh, the drawers and uh, I think with uh, Billy aiding you, you uh, notice that one of the drawers has a little mark in the back of the base of the drawer 
uh, like maybe a, a place where a thin piece of metal or such could be shimmied in and lifted, perhaps. I believe there's some sort of secret compartment in this drawer. Billy, you're a strapping young lad. If you could simply rip the drawer out, we might be able to find out what's in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably won't rip it out, but I can certainly pull it out of there. You see, there, there's a, a way of going about pulling drawers out of cabinets and stuff. So Billy will just like crouch down and he'll go through the explanation of what to do to safely remove a drawer from its lodgings um, because he's an expert crafter and he knows all about these stupid sort of things. So he'll just pull the drawer out. All right. Um, it's like surgery. Sometimes you've got to be gentle. Sometimes you've got to use a little oomph. Yeah, it's all about technique. So, uh, Selkie, are you doing anything in particular or just watching this go on? Uh, just watching it go on, but uh, on the lookout for more blobs or demons or flying drawers. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Make me a perception. Okay. Oh, perception's up here. Okay. My character sheet has perception way up top instead of with the skills like a uh, normal uh, system. <laughs> 20. <laughs> uh, okay, so with your 20, uh, as he's like, you know, finagling the drawer around and it pops out of the thing, as it's drawing out, you can see that there's some sort of tether starting to pull tight at the back of the drawer. It looks uh, like it might be a track, <laughs> a track, a trap. It's a trap. Uh, do be careful. I believe that's trapped. Oh, if it's trapped, I get an automatic check to detect the, whether or not it's here before I spring it. Oh, because I'm I a rogue. Forgot <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, you get a you get a check too. Yeah, is it? It's just a perception check. Cool. Here is to me failing. Yeah, twelve. All right, so it's good that your your ally was looking for things to go wrong. Yeah. There is some sort of tether, and you have your hands full of drawer. Huh. Oh, hey, you're right. I usually notice these sorts of things before, you know, the bad stuff happens. But, uh, good eye. And, uh, Billy will, um, go about being a little bit more delicate with the procedure and try to, like, disarm the trap before yanking out the drawer. All right. Am um, I able to aid in that? Yes, you are. You're rolly roll. Is this and make a thievery check? Uh, thievery, cool. Really? <clears throat> oh wait, why does it say plus three here? Plus two. Um, I also do thievery. Yes. Okay. I had a nine, so I'm guessing I don't aid. No, Great. you do not aid. I had 28. It's not like you can't critically fail aid to where it actually hinders the attempt. Um, in fact, you do. So there's oh a minus my. one circumstance penalty on that check. I got a 27. <laughs> okay. Um, that is enough to disable it. Nice. Um, and uh, you're able to change the tension on the cable uh, and, and cut it without triggering it. After that, you also gain a level one uh, alchemist's fire. Wow, this is cool. I wonder why this was set up like this. Awfully suspicious. I wonder if the demons did it. Must have been a small demon. Uh, 
I don't think Billy has any interest in holding on to the flask of alchemist fire, so he's just going to like set it on top of the desk. And if someone wants to take it, they certainly can. All right. Immediately in the uh, sleeves of storage. And then okay. he wang jangles the fuck out of the drawer. <laughs> so with, with a little bit of doing, you get it open. Uh, there is a click um, from within it and the what bit of the cable is left uh, um, like winds up into a spool on the inside, but it's not attached to anything to trigger anymore. So uh, within there appears to be a small uh, a small book and a cracked medallion of some kind. Huh. I think Billy lays all these items out on the desk for the entire party to see. I'd like to start flipping through the book if possible. Yeah. All right. I'd like to look at the uh, amulet. Uh, occultism? Uh, yes, occultism will work. Um, do any of you speak Shadow Tongue or read Shadow Tongue? Nope. All right. Nope. I did not pick languages. Oh, so you're in fact. If that's something that a vampire might normally speak, uh, otherwise, no. If your vampiric heritage hails from the plane of shadow, yes. If not, no. Fair enough. I think not. Perhaps society. You have to be trained in society to try. I can do that. Uh, let's go back to the occultism role. Uh, 14. While it doesn't bring anything specific to mind, uh, you do feel that the cracked gemstone, this seems to be like a portion, like a, roughly a little under half an amulet that seems to be roughly torn apart. Uh, the red gemstone that is set within uh, appears to have had magical properties at some point, but other than that, you can't tell much. Okay. Um, and your society check. Our uh, little chemistry cook. Nat 20 for a 31. Damn. Okay. So you are able to translate this shadow tongue uh, fairly well. Um, not a perfect translation as if you were fluent in the language but you definitely get down uh, a big chunk of what it's talking about um it speaks about um a mistress uh, who shall um aid in the revitalization of this establishment and to whom this place will no longer be put at threat and the livelihoods of its people lost and the advancements being made halted because those gifted by the gods have simply come to do away with the practices here. Uh, it speaks of this mistress whose name is listed as Alicia and that she bears a crimson crown. <sighs> but even within this, the writing is vague, as if it was expected that it could possibly be found. I will, uh, after finishing translating what's in the book, uh, kind of like look over the book itself a few times 
and say to the other two, uh, uh, it seems this was unfortunately nothing more than a bit of a coded diary by Madame Trice, I assume. Perhaps she was holding it for someone. There's no signatures or anything, however. Uh, there's mentions of a mistress involved and uh, other holy men involved. I'm... Well, it's a bit embarrassing to read, honestly. I... Huh. Sounds pretty personal. Indeed, I I don't blame her for sort of booby-trapping it to be destroyed in case anyone found it. Perhaps it was the only way she could get things off her conscience. I mean, if if she's dead and passed, maybe, maybe it's worthwhile keeping her secrets hidden. Maybe we should just get rid of the book. Unless she had family that would be interested in it. I think perhaps we could hold on to it just in case, but... Once all this blows over and if no one steps forward, I think you're right. We'll destroy it quite thoroughly. Sounds like a good idea, Mr. Barks. Boy, you sure are smart. Do I need to roll a deception check there, Sean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I was waiting for that. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 17. Perception DCs are 18 for Selkie and Billy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. The two of you do not believe uh, this lie. Mm. Um, and in pertaining to the rest of this conversation, if he lies again, uh, you're going to get a plus four uh, to your DCs. Uh, you know what, Mr. Barks? After I've said all of that stuff praising you for how smart you are, and now I suddenly have time to reconsider my thoughts. Yes, <laughs> I'm starting to get a little bit sus why are you so interested in the book you seem over eager <laughs> to uh, play into the thoughts that I laid down on the table you're not a demon are you Billy I must be honest with you there are people <laughs> who would consider me a demon I've <sighs> I've tried to keep it secret all these years I I don't play into my weaknesses uh, as you know, I'm a very reserved man, but you've found me out. I am part vampire or vampirically descended. <sighs> I'm sorry you had to find out this way. It was not... I was not trying to keep anything from you, I assure you. It was simply most people get rather antsy around those of the undead nature. You know, come to think of it, I never did see you and the sun in the same room together. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, Billy looks down at the poor little vampire kobolds and he gives a soft smile and he says, you know what? Let me get down to your level. And he crouches down like on his knees so that he's high level with the little kobold. And he says, you know, I don't judge you for being a vampire. I would never. But when you lie to me, it hurts my feelings. What's in the book? <sighs> He'll look at Billy for a long while. Billy, I'm sorry I was trying to protect you. It's not right. You're 
You are a man in your own right. And I'll, I'll start to hand him the book and say, if you'd like, I will tell you what is in the book. And it will be up to you to decide whether or not to keep it or destroy it. What say you? I say that, yeah, tell me what's in the book. I think we're all in this together. We have a right to know. And he looks back at uh, Selkie. <laughs> She's here, too. Yeah. Uh, just looking between the two of you, um, I haven't really established uh, all of her thoughts on vampires and various <laughs> undead. <laughs> but uh, having visited here quite a bit, is there... Um, do I have any like uh, hints towards uh, mistreatment? Of patience. Um, I'll say, give me a retroactive perception check for the past, man. For the past, uh, twenty six. Nope. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> why? Why did you nope? <laughs> so I don't want him to. <laughs> um, this place in general, yeah, this is not a happy place. I I don't think you'd be aware if or if it was specifically um, Alto or not, but uh, this is definitely not a nice place to be, especially as a patient. Uh, so yeah, uh, <clears throat> Sokiba is uh, a little guarded now. Could you explain, please, what you are doing here? You could be doing so much with all of your abilities. Yet you want to tend to the infirm. Oh, yeah, it's an internship, so I get paid. I don't get paid to be here, but I get credit. <laughs> <cottage credits. laughs> um, I guess. You. <laughs> oh, all right. He crosses his arms and just quiets up. <laughs> I know what you're doing here. You're doing a fine job. You're you're overworked and you're performing admirably. Oh, wow, I've never heard that before. I always thought I wasn't doing that well. Thank you. Billy, I told you not half an hour ago that you were doing well. Oh, I guess I did hear that before. I just wasn't listening. <laughs> it seems she's the liar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, <laughs> this is the rest of the game. We're at it right now. <laughs> cool. Oh, no, he's this is the one. It's like to play into Batman. Yeah. I don't know who to believe. You're both beating my DC. I believe both of <laughs> you. Uh, when Selkiba asks me what I am doing here, um, I will hold the... Uh, continue to hold the book out for... Um, Billy to take Billy takes it uh, and look over to her and say I've spent many many years treating people who are who think they are unable to continue going and sometimes that is physically and sometimes it is mentally and I have decided to stay with the people who can mentally no longer go on in their cases and try to get them to continue forward. Because we caught you in a lie, I'm going to... Uh, uh, perception? Um, That's a lie? Can, uh, you can make an active perception check if he 
uh, if he makes a deception, which are you lying? Technically, no. Yeah, I didn't think yeah, it was kind of gray area on that one. So, uh, okay, in that case, what you'll do is you <clears throat> will make a perception check. Uh-huh. And I'm going to have it be a hybrid DC um, of your deception DC and your uh, diplomacy DC. What is your diplomacy DC? 21. I, I and think, uh, deception DC? 20, uh, I think it's actually a 22. Deception would be a 20. Okay, so I have to get a forty-two. Uh, we'll no, 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 no. I'm okay. splitting the difference. <laughs> yes, please. The so twenty-one. Okay, I failed. Twenty. Good job. All right. So uh, it seems straight up. Uh, very well, my friend speaks well, not fondly of this place, but it's better than the alternative. So I guess I'll go along with this for a bit longer. Uh, we've been away for a while. Should we perhaps? push on and we this poor fellow isn't kira obviously stares to the testes and um hey you failed your medicine check fine yeah <laughs> yeah can i take a 20 like to find like the testes on the outside like he was looking at the internal organs oh okay i thought like you were saying like this thing is all warped and inside out and shit and there's a ball sack inside out no, like he discovered the organs in the, in the sack. Okay, like the, the whole body sack. The the sack within like, the sack. Sackception. Sackception. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. Um, I believe you expressed some concern about Mister Teller. We should probably find him. Oh yeah, and let him know all the demon stuff that's going on, and the ball stuff. What? What? Huh. <laughs> Make perceptions. <laughs> or actually, no, this goes against your DC. You all hear, because I think 17 feels lowest. Um, near the door, you can hear the clink, like the clinking of chains and metal. Hmm. Is that more manacles, doctor? It does sound a bit like manacles, but not quite. Thanks. For the doctor, I suppose. <laughs> oh, okay. That's where uh, Selkaba's Selka uh, thoughts went, was more manacles. Uh, I was kind of thinking that, too, so... Uh, Maybe it's Gita. It's good. It's it's Go good. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Go ahead. I, I apologize, Billy. No, it's, it's my it's my fault. I, I was talking, and then you started talking, and... Indeed. No, yes. it's it's all my fault. So while you're talking over each other, <laughs> yes. a, a a series of long jagged plates of metal, uh, a few of which have chains attached to them, just float it floats through the doorway into the room, and then like just heads right over to over where the sack is, like opens up like a flower. Are y'all doing anything? Uh, uh doctor, is this some sort of? animated gurney starts lowering itself let's say yes and get the hell out of here <laughs> scamper 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 oh we're being huge cowards yeah let's go we run away <laughs> we're not being cowards Billy we're finding Mr. Solomon <laughs> I want to go back to the closet <laughs> y'all close the door on your way out 100% I don't yeah. think so okay yeah uh, whoever's the last out then just I think I start to close the door as Billy is coming through and 
<laughs> and then we squabble over it for a second just to both of us slam it shut. <laughs> you make your way back to the foyer, uh, running, hauling ass. Um, do you, do you like just go to where you last saw, uh, Mr. Taller? Taller? Taller. Yeah. Oh, does he have I, a room I, here? Like an he office? said where he was going, and I'm drawing a blank like an idiot. Um, no, he said he was going to get uh, another like staff member to come with him to like so that they were together. Oh, I thought he was saying he was going to tell someone something. Okay. Um, then yeah, I guess heading back to the main foyer. <laughs> okay, close enough. Uh, and then from there, heading where I saw him going. You you head back up the little uh, staircase uh, to the there's sort of like a, a lofted floor in this room uh, with to the second floor, but it's not like the entire room. It's just the edges, really. And peek into his office, nothing. Head off to where uh, where Delphos uh, most likely would be. So you scamper across um, to the next one, opening the door into uh, in, into this ward and you find Delphos not 10 feet into the hallway laying on the ground perforated full of just bleeding uh, lacerations both deep and shallow uh, and another uh, fleshy mass a few feet away from him oh I would like to do a medicine check to see if he is still alive at all. All right, go ahead. And uh, could I attempt another occultism to see if maybe I can crack the DC on this? Uh, sure. Yeah, if there's nothing else to be gained, I won't bother. But if there is... Oh, um, no, there's absolutely other stuff to be gained if you just haven't gotten it yet. Okay, 21. 21. Uh, so you much alike what... Uh, our dear doctor got earlier um, determined that this was likely once a person uh, and is undergoing some sort of transformation. Is there any way to halt this transformation? Perhaps with uh, magic, but not. It, you don't know its exact source, so sure. okay. it, it's difficult to tell. Gotcha. Um, and the medicine check? 25. So with a 25, you determine, yes, he is indeed alive, if only barely. Many of these cuts and slashes have missed important organs and are more shallow than they are deep. Though the ones that are deep, you can tell would be especially painful uh, in the places that they've struck. But he is breathing, uh, but seems to be unconscious from the pain. Does it seem like he's going to bleed out soon? You would guess that if left unattended uh, within a few minutes, yes. A few minutes, okay. Um, then I would like to... Uh, is the, the blob of meat moving away from him or moving No, at all? it's just like there. nearby. Uh, could I also attempt an occultism check then? E. Occultism check for me, maybe? Ye? (laughs) (laughs) 
that's as high as I'm going to get. Uh, 31 with a nat 20. So things start to add up for you. The jagged metal shards, the somewhat amorphous and internalizing of an individual, the oddly efficient laceration of the security guard. All of these things seem like they would be extremely painful and there's a transformation happening. You think that these things might be becoming augurs, a type of Velstrak, um, creatures of pain. Oh. Don't like that. Do I have any idea if there's a way to uh, either reverse or further the change from where they are? Uh, likely leaving them be will advance it. Uh, you imagine that um, the one that you had killed prior uh, was likely nearing its final point because that shell uh, is what allows them to move. That mm. shell covered in sharp, jagged pieces of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, to stop it, you would need uh, some uh, like dispel magic, break curse, um, something to try and counteract the transformation. Uh, polymorph level spell, things like that. And you could probably halt or even reverse it. Okay. Something transformative. Using transmutation magic. E. Then I will. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm probably standing between Delphos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Delphos and uh, Blabos, <laughs> uh, and kind of looking between the two, and it kind of everything clicks and says. I think you're intelligent enough to tell that this Blob, that Blabos, is likely Mister Teller. Oh. Okay, um, blobber then. <laughs> um, I, I kind say. of look between. <laughs> I look between the two and I say, um, I think we can save Delphos, but it's it's going to hurt like hell for him, and he's already pretty beat up. Uh, and he'll uh pull out his guitar, make sure it's wiped clean of any poisons. I might need a spare set of hands if one of you two can manage to help me at all. Yeah, it's what I don't get paid for. Here I am. Yeah, he, he's a he's a hefty person. Lifting him, you know, like getting him up standing will uh, will put you at encumbered, but you can still move. Uh, I'm quite strong as well, uh, so Selkaba could uh, lend assistance if that's yeah. possible. Uh, you can divide the bulk. Uh, he is effectively seven bulk. You can divide that between you how you will. I think I'm only at like four of seven bulk or something. Um, I can take 2.8 bulk before I'm encumbered. <laughs> I can take uh, 2.7 before I'm encumbered. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, we can totally dissect this guy and split the encumbrance <laughs> between the three of us. <laughs> Well, I meant like carrying him as a team, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. So no we, don't, we don't have to do any of that shit. Uh, I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. Oh, fuck. Floating disc. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Floating disc can hold yeah. a lot, can it? Yeah. 
I can hold up to five bulk of objects. Okay. Like if somebody holds his legs, I guess y'all can y'all can I'll do, do that. it. It'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so it'll 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 take the, the bulk of him and then just like hold his legs. Yep. That's what I'm here for. Alright. So where are you taking him? I'm just yeah, I'm I'm hauling it, but I'm just kind of taking their lead. I would say the closest place with like a table or desk that can hold him. Um, then probably back into uh, Mr. Teller's office. It's not far away. Yeah. And so you get back to the office, uh, prop him up on the table. Okay. And uh, Billy and Sokiba, you mm-hmm. both hear a bit distantly, but you hear someone uh, yelling, screaming as if panicked downstairs down the ward in which the patients are currently held. Oh. Well, we gotta go help. I have to go help. I'm obligated. And uh, Sokiba will uh, would want to help as well. She was conscripted and she doesn't want anyone to uh, suffer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's like immediate mobilization after that. Like someone screaming. In this sort of situation, the intern has to go save the day along with his bird-like companion. <laughs> so you got his, you, you got the legs. I'm still covering the disc, so we have to move uh, 25 no, no, feet. Like y'all, y'all got him to the table. You're okay. Good. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'll dispel it and... Uh, you'll just will... have slightly higher uh, perceptions. Okay. So, heard it. Uh, so are well, you doctor? leaving the doctor to his work? No, no, uh, she'll turn to the doctor and say, uh, it, it seems someone else needs our assistance. There's not much more we can do for him here, right? The doctor has cracked open a vial and is inhaling deeply, turns and goes, yes, yes, go, go, go. Um, I'll be here for the next foreseeable future. Gotta stay high all the time. Mechanically, he has taken a mutagen. What does your mutagen do, Mr. Doctor Man? I have a bonus to will saves, perception, medicine, nature, religion, and survival checks. Uh, But a penalty to attack rolls and save DCs of offensive spells. Okay. This is his surgery mutagen. One of the well-tested ones that he only uses on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else gets this one. It makes them harder to mess with. Exactly. All right. But you are staying with the guard and the other two are running downstairs. Indeed. Seems that way. So uh, you go running down the stairs towards the screaming Moments before you reach the bottom of the stairs, you hear like a sort of a bang, uh, like something crashing into something else. Uh, And uh, when you get into the hallway, you see a little orb of jagged metal and flesh flying, jamming itself, trying to break through the little uh, barred cage into the room that you took the uh the one uh patient to earlier billy oh hell no not my patient 
<laughs> so roll perception checks, and that's going to be initiative. Neat. Oh, okay. So uh, because I rolled a nat one, that means I critically failed, which means I lose an action. I didn't huh. know that. Thanks for looking that up. Oh, no, I know that from a podcast. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. So you will have two actions on your turn. Um, on your first turn, anyway. Um, Billy, what'd you get? I got 25. 25. All right, Billy, you are going first. I think since Billy won the initiative and because he's a rogue, um, if this thing can be flat foot to him, I think it, it counts is. as being flat footed yes. based on something in the rogue <laughs> tool set. So what I think Billy wants to do, his gut reaction is just to like pull out his sap and mm-hmm. uh, swing away, Meryl. <laughs> you know, bat this uh-huh. thing away. Nice. <laughs> All right. Good call. So you, you stride up to it um, mm-hmm. and make an attack. Cool. You think that torture lore? It has what lore? Torture lore. <laughs> Amazing. That is a 17 to hit. That will hit. Nice. Cool. Then, um, does sneak attack work on this spiky flesh ball? Yes. Okay, cool. Then that's, uh, seven. Seven blunt damage. All right. You smack it quite hard, in fact. Uh, is that a non-lethal weapon? It does have a non-lethal trait, yeah. Okay. No, that's just a note for myself then i think i'm out of actions all right so that will make it its turn it turns to you it has one very grotesque looking eye poking out from between a couple of these pieces of metal uh wicked hooks and blades uh poke out of this roughly hewn steel around its fleshy baldness okay actually before that at the end of your turn um You feel sharp blades on your skin. Make me a will save. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's what I wanted. Did you you think that I wanted to roll a two on the die for this? Because I did. So that's a ten. A ten? All right. You are frightened one. Oh. I am what one? I'm sorry. Frightened one. Oh, frightened one. God damn it. So that's um that's basically a minus one penalty on checks and attack rolls. Great. Sounds and awesome. Too. I yeah. did want that. No, that's super cool. All right. <laughs> um no, okay. Now it's its turn. Um it giggles gleefully at your approach, and as you feel these phantom pains of blades tracing across your skin. Uh, it rushes towards you. Of course, it's, I mean, it's adjacent to you, but in form of an attack, it dashes forward, spinning around. Does a 17 hit your AC? Hell no. All right. Okay. So uh, do you have attacks of opportunity? Hell no. (laughs) It dancing in front of you, the blades warp and wiggle as it, casts a spell 
uh, with two actions. Two actions? This cheeky bastard. Make a fortitude save. You get a basic fortitude save against it. Oh, cool. You know what? I missed it so much the first time that I really wanted to roll a two on the die a second time. So, okay, so uh, that's a nine. A nine. That is not a critical failure. Oh, that's so cool. You take... You take nine damage. Oh, nice. As it casts a, a two-action harm spell on you. Uh, Billy screams out, Ah, I feel harmed, and I'm frightened. One... Yes. Silky Bye, it's your turn. Okay. <clears throat> Just doing a little bit of research. Um, I have a, a familiar that I haven't uh, revealed just yet, and I was just seeing what sort of action it takes to do what and what they're able to do, really. Uh, so I'm not. They aren't able to do much unless you give them an ability to do anything. Yeah, and I didn't really do that. And I'm looking at my spells, and they're just garbage. And uh, when this adventure is over, uh-huh. I'll, uh, I'll I'll list the uh, spells I chose because I thought I was being clever this time around. So no spells this time. Uh, well, that's not true. I am going to I mean, you've got use electric arc or whatever. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, Oh, yeah, that's probably better to hit anyway. Yeah, I think I will use Electric Arc. So uh, action to uh, clap my hands together and uh, lightning leaps between my fingertips, my feathered fingertips, and uh, I will hurl uh, lightning at it. All right. So it is a third level spell for you. Spell attack is a plus seven. Oh, 18 on the die. So 25. That'll hit. Does that crit? No. 3d4, so a little better than uh, Magic Missile. 3d4 plus your spellcasting ability mod. Four. Four. Three. Uh, <laughs> 11 plus my spell mod. Spell mod is int, so plus another three. 14 points of damage. All right, 14 points of damage. That is, in fact, enough to down it. Okay. Okay. And uh, so for my second action, I'm going to uh, reach within my robes and pull out a uh, curved elven blade that so far I've kept hidden from sight. Okay. So uh, the creature is at dying one. Uh, Billy. Yes. It's your turn. Well, actually, the person in the cell, it's their turn. They scream. Billy, it's your turn. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So then as an aside before Billy takes his turn. So the uh, I don't know if you want to change it at this point, but um, the thing that makes enemies flat footed against the rogue in the first round of combat is if the rogue rolls into combat with deception or stealth, not just if they go first. That was my mistake in reading the character and the stuff they can do. <laughs> um, which means he wouldn't have gotten a sneak attack in the first round. But Fair enough. Uh, I'll say it was because it was distracted. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> Just wanted to voice that for everyone here <laughs> and maybe for the internet. Yay! And then do it. Uh, yes. It's a lot different like playing it than it is like sitting down researching and yes. then like making something. Yes, yes. I think the best way to learn a system is by working your way through it in an actual play, um, getting actual experience doing it. So um, I think if it's Billy's turn, what he wants to do is both destroy the enemy and calm the uh, the, the person in the cell down. 
Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he can do that all in the same round because I think calming people down takes three actions. I'm pretty sure it's the three action ability. I'm not even going to check. I'm just going to uh, have him spend his turn like destroying (laughs) the the flesh ball thing. Okay, so go ahead and make an attack. Is there a coup de gras in this system? Okay, so no, but it takes a grand total of minus six to its AC and every time you hit it, um, it gains an additional level of dying or two levels if you crit it. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that I can't actually kill it if I'm using a non a weapon with a non-lethal trait. So I think what Billy will do is um, he will uh, take an action to draw in his offhand, his mm-hmm. uh, family's heirloom dagger that he keeps on his person for self-defense reasons. And then he's just going to murder this spiky death ball. Okay, roll me an attack. Sure. Uh, Attack at 29. That will critical. Cool. Nice. So what do critical damage do in this system? Okay, so um, you don't have to worry about damage uh, when you're attacking a dying creature. Sure. Uh, It's just you hit a critical, so it gains plus two to its dying. uh, So it's now at dying three. Um, And... uh, if you want to attack it again, because it does not seem to be dead, um, you can uh, attack it again with a minus five. Minus five, yeah. How many levels of dying are there? In- uh, when you hit four, you dead. Ah, it's four. Four is the target number. Well, then, yeah, I'll take a swing at a minus five. Okay. That is an 18. That will hit. Yeah. And you stab it. Stabby stab. It, the thing that perhaps perturbs you, though, is that the thrumming from within it that pushes the blood out of its raw flesh does not seem to subside. Thanks, I hate it. And so does Billy. (laughs) Then it becomes its turn. It gains two hit points and gets back up. It spends an action to do that. Oh, wow, that's lame. I hate that. Kill it! Kill it! It will then <laughs> attack at Billy. Does a 24, no, 25 hit you? Uh, 25 either definitely hits or meets beats. Um, and I think it's going to be meets beats in this one because of the nimble dodge thing that rogues get. They get a plus two dodge bonus for enemies they can see when attacked. Okay. But that just brings me to 25. So, all right. So, lame. <laughs> I'm going to file a formal complaint about this. <laughs> Y'all killed the I, first one you were going to have to fight before it got to be a monster. Nice. Did we level from that by chance? Do I have more hit points? No? Okay. <laughs> um, Do we get more items? <laughs> you take three points of slashing damage. All right. And you're going to be taking a D4 of persistent bleed damage as well. Uh, it's the worst kind of bleed damage. So the way bleed damage works is you take it at the end of your turn, and after you take it, you make a flat check that's just rolling a d20 with a DC of 15 meets beats to stop it. And of course, like if you, in the case of actual bleed damage as opposed to like fire or something, if you get magical healing, it stops. Sure. Nice. It is going to rush through you with two actions um, make a 
re a basic reflex save. Which do you have on Kenny or not on Kenny Dodge? Do you have uh do you have evasion yet? I don't think so. It hits you, um, and it flies through Selkiba's square as well, so you both need to make basic reflex saves. I had a 28. All right. That will critically succeed. You do not take any damage. Hella. Okay, I got, ooh, 26. That will also critically succeed, just barely, so you take no damage. Wow, slight shade on the... But cool. <laughs> well, I mean, that was like, that was the meat beats for crit. Oh, okay. It's just like, you crit too. Barely. <laughs> no, Piece like, of shit. You, no, you just hit the number you needed. Gotcha, um, right on. Altum, how loud did Billy yell? Uh, he's frightened one, and he's not a very withheld sort of person, I don't imagine. So it's probably this uh, nice shrill shriek. Also, um, how much bonus do you get to perception just as a question from your mutagen? I think it's just a plus one. It's a low level mutagen. Okay. So um, you do hear a shrill shriek from what you can only assume is either uh, a, a an unreserved Billy or perhaps a dying cat. Aye. <laughs> 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 now, <laughs> now I'm sold on it. Now I have the uh the audio Your immersion's okay. there. I really helped bring the immersion. Okay, good. Glad. Yeah, my immersion is fully immersioned. Nice. That's what I'm here for. Uh he's probably mid-cut and just like I better not have to do two of these <laughs> as he's doing life-saving surgery on Balto. Is it really life-saving surgery? Are you taking 10 minutes to, <laughs> to heal him? So, here's the thing, Sean. <laughs> I have, with the Serene Mutagen, I also have Risky Surgery as a feat. What does that one do? I can deal 1d8 to my patient before applying the effects of treat wounds. Um, What's the benefit? <laughs> I get a plus two circumstance bonus to medicine to treat wounds. And if okay. I roll a success, it's a critical success. Okay. So it's going to be real clear if I immediately kill this man or if he is. Okay, okay I'm going to make him roll his first um, death saving throw. That's great. This is great. Uh, what a good choice. He he um he succeeds. Ah. Um and I believe that will stabilize him. Mm. So um for now. <laughs> so I barely even have to do surgery on him. Well, he wasn't in the dying status before. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to die a little to heal a lot. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You said he would bleed out within minutes. That's yes. dying to me. You're an alchemist. I thought you were trying to make an elixir of life for some shit. No, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> okay. I'm a field medic too. That doesn't yeah. mean most of my patients survive. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Um, Salkia, or Salkiba, it's your turn. The doctor seems to be preoccupied. Would a, uh, a druid that is focused on uh, repairing damage done be called a field medic as well? <laughs> yeah, they're just landscapers, dude. Not if you weren't in the army. Earn your keep. Like lawnmowers? I'm, uh, I'm going to use one action to stride. That's a thing. Okay. It's called and, meander uh, in this game, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, as a free action, I'd like to meander and do three attacks. <laughs> it's a homebrew uh, game. Um, you can do two attacks after a meander. meandering. <laughs> after meandering, yes. Alto and Meander, new uh, rom-com coming to NBC. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> With my Elven Curve Blade. 17. That will hit. Eight points. All right. It goes back down to the ground. Okay. It's uh, hard. So There's I don't like need to work as it scrapes across the floor. Okay, I don't need to uh, roll to attack now I or damage. I'm just going to attack one more time. Or do I need to roll uh, my, if I might fail? Might I make a suggestion? I'll allow it. Use uh, Recall Knowledge on this thing. Okay, I cast Recall Knowledge at third no. level. No, it's an action. Okay, what's up? Rolling occultism. Uh, uh, right on. I was vamping while I was looking for my d20. I'm using a different set of dice than... They all look weird. Uh, 17 plus my cultism, 27. 27. Uh, is there a critical on this? Like, sure. Is there a special for critical? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's up to me, it seems. Uh, yeah. So um, this creature is an auger, um, a tiny fiend. Uh, it's a Velstrak specifically, things to do with chitons and the gods on Kuthan. Um, I'm just, because you majorly crit it, I'm just uh, going to give you basically everything that's pertinent. Um, they have pain sight. If uh, you have any of the following conditions, uh, it automatically knows and knows to what degree. Doomed, dying, or wounded. Um, it has an AC of 17. It has good reflex saves, decent will saves, and not so great fort saves. 14 hit points. It has regeneration 2 deactivated by good or silver. Okay. It's immune to cold, and it has weakness 5 to gold. Or to good and silver, not to gold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has a 30-foot aura called Feel the Blades, um, which the aura, I believe, is not active while it's down. Okay. Um... Uh, and that's what uh, frightened our our runny boy. Um, it deals bleed damage on its melee. It has read omens, augury, harm, and mage hand as uh, divine innate spells. Focus gaze. It, if it stares at a creature, it can see within 30 feet. They must immediately attempt a will save against feel the blades after attempting to save the creature is temporarily immune to the next turn of the auger and whirling slice is what it just did it gets to move and hit everything along its movement okay um that was a lot of info you asked me to recall knowledge <laughs> what of that should my 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 bird brain have focused on sorry 
uh, it's regeneration two, which okay. I think you would be able to surmise that a way to circumvent its rising again would be to uh, plunge something into it to keep it dead, at least as long as that thing is in it. You know. Okay, so I, I thought that was the portion. So, so can I just plunge my sword in there and just hold it? Just yeah. like okay, you can shish then, kebab it. Uh, I think it's only shish kebab if you are doing it in the shish region of France. Otherwise, it's just That's a not where kebab is from. But okay, <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> don't dissect my joke. <laughs> Eric's the doctor. Well, I mean, that's a champagne joke with fish <laughs> Yes, I adapted it. I homebrewed it. Anyway, <laughs> I plunged my elven blade into the, the heap. The, the meatball? The, the meatball. Tiny the meatloaf. Don's here to bring the champagne. <laughs> good one. That's anyway, good one. all right, that's enough. All right, so combat is over so long as this thing remains impaled. So I'm out one sword. Cool. I mean, it's tiny. You could kind of just shove it down. Oh, wait, can I, put, and... can I just put a crossbow bolt in it and just walk away and yeah. take my sword back? Okay, I want to do that. because well, That'll work for a while, at least. Cool. I'm going like, to put I, a... What you would assume is a reasonably safe amount of time. Yeah, I'm just going to put a pin in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Nice. But yeah, you just take out a crossbow bolt, shank it. Uh, and leave it down for a while. You imagine eventually it will push its way out, but it'll probably take a while. Meh. Right on. Uh, loot the body. Or is there anything around that we can use that would aid us in our uh, heroics? You find um, a very globular set of testes. If, <laughs> if, if you uh, actually look at it, uh, okay. tie it to one of the hooks hard on to. it. Uh, tied to one of the hook, or not tied to, hooked on one of its chains seems to be a ring of keys. Yoink! I will use Mage Hand to lift them up. Alright. You extract them, give it a little jiggle so the hook comes off. Oh, hey, those are my keys. It must have taken it from me when it attacked me. <laughs> no, you still have your keys. <laughs> oh, never mind. I still have my keys. I'm a but, bit uh, you might recognize, given the uh, the girthy amount of keys on this ring, that these actually belong to Gita. Oh, never mind. You know what? I recognize by the sheer... <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on, guys. <clears throat> the girth? Yeah, by the girth of those keys, they could belong to no one other than Gita. Uh, hefting the key ring and seeing the uh, uh, novelty emblazoned on there uh gotta be gita's i'm like yes i agree huh. well i'm glad we found those um so basically the uh you would know billy that the keys that you don't have like to the um there's a there's a condemned ward uh that the keys to are on there and to like the lock boxes in the office and shit like that oh okay you know billy will say um well, hold on to those keys. I think you've earned them. Oh, thank you. Yes, they, they go to a condemned ward of the uh, asylum. So I, I bet that we won't have to go there for any particular reason, but it's good to have the option anyways. I will keep them close. Good. I stole my sword back. Uh, I'll like do a little flick to get all the goo off of it and uh, return my sword back into my robe area. 
Oh, yeah. Billy will say, cool sword. Is that Elvin? Uh, yes, I've I've traveled a fair bit, and this was a gift given to me by a caravan who I treated for a, a curse. Wow. Are you, like, an adventurer? I dabbled once upon a time, but now I just, while about my days tending to my friends and seeing to the protection of my village, I haven't had to use it in so long. I'm surprised I was able to hit it so well. Well, it's a good thing we have you here. Miss seasoned adventurer, <laughs> and he'll smile and wink. Uh, uh, I almost said Gita. I just have her keys. I'm not actually her. Uh, <laughs> I took her identity. Uh, Selkaba will uh, give an approximation of a smile again with another with a wink. Yeah, he doesn't look at the smile for long. He still creeps <laughs> him out. So he just goes over to the uh, the cell with the one dude, the one freaking out dude in it, and he says, um. Sir, 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 sir. All right, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down a little bit. Don't worry, the threat has been neutralized. Do, do but, your thingy. Yeah, I'm going to do my thingy. I'm going to roll diplomacy. It's a 21. Given that the thing is no longer beating at the door in this person's level. I'll say you succeed in calming them down, but not giving them immunity to fear for an hour. That's fine. How long does my frightened one last? One round. Oh, so unless, it, unless it's given duration, it degrades by, by one. one. Okay. Until yep. it goes to gotcha. That sounds familiar and makes sense from the very little I know about the system. So <laughs> great. Um, yeah. So then Billy will very slowly like pull out his keys and like put it into the lock and say you have to come with us sir it's for your safety and unlock the cell he like rushes forward and he like pulls against the door he's like no no not out there with those things not with not with not with them listen this is her billy points to selkie her she's a seasoned adventurer if anyone's going to keep you safe here, it's her. Also, I'm pretty okay with a sap and a dagger if push comes to shove, but I get a little frightened sometimes. But that's okay. And he smiles and opens the cell. Um, make me another diplomacy. Sure. <laughs> you talked yourself into that one. <laughs> 21 again. Uh, 21. Uh, this one, you're fighting against something more than just the events of the moment so uh if you want to open the door at this point you're going to need to make an athletics check okay you'll entertain this that's an 18 18 against the dc that will pass so you're able to yank the door uh out of out of his hands and he kind of like retreats across the room and like like backs up into a corner uh oh Oh, don't be afraid. I'm going to take you to Mr. Burks. <laughs> he starts panicking. He starts breathing faster. Um, uh, and, and, uh, Billy goes into like, the cell. No, 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 he has please, a wide no. smile. <laughs> he just approaches this poor guy. <laughs> no, you're with them. No, and he's going to try and rush past. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you can uh, attempt to make an athletics to stop him, should you sure. wish. So if he gets past, you can do the same. Do you need me to command him? Uh, we'll see. I got an 18 to athletics him into submission. Let's see. 
Don't sound bite that, please. <laughs> it's too late. It's on our feet. No. <laughs> My internet cred. So you once again pass. You grab him. And he struggles against you. No. No. It's okay. It's okay. Mr. Barks will make everything better. Don't worry. We have you. You're fine. He starts screaming again like when the creature was attacking at the door frame. Billy sighs. Sulky, are you going to do anything? Uh, he, she, he was, so used to playing dudes. Uh, she was, uh, letting, uh, <laughs> letting him do his stuff. Seeing that he's failing, I am going to go over and, uh, command him. Okay. Uh, spell DC and what are you commanding? Uh, to obey our commands. Wait, before I cast this, what exactly are we, are we trying to take him with us? Yeah, he needs to be our cohort. We're going to keep him safe. Okay, meat shield. Got it. Fair enough. <laughs> I see. Because I have sleep as well. I could have just knocked his ass out. Actually, we both could have with our weapons. Um, That's I the next can, thing. Yeah, yeah. The, this is a wonderful thing to do to the patients under your purview is beat the uh, shit out of them. Why I them I'm, I'm a yep. contractor. Um, You're not a contractor. Like, I was. <laughs> you were somebody who happened to be there when an uh, emergency uh, broke out. Excuse me. Uh, Selkie's the new head of security. Thank you. Start jingling the keys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the warden now. Yep. Uh, uh, DC 20. Uh, DC 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you can command them to approach you, run away, release what it's holding, drop prone, or stand in place. All right, and it and make a will save. It's will, right? That's a failure. So what are you telling him to do? Um... It's in your best interest to come along with us, so off you pop. Are you telling him to run away? No, to follow along with us. You can't tell him to follow. You can tell him to approach for, like, one action. Or, well, if it's a critical failure, which it was, they'll use all their actions on the next turn. I think you're wanting charm, person. Well, I'm wanting you to be a little more lax with the, uh... <laughs> parameters of the spell but it's fine um, I'm, I'm sorry you're enchanting a person you're you're the one charming a person who's having um a, a, a very um harrying episode and are forcing them to compel or you're compelling them to do something they obviously do not want to do but I'm doing it with a smile I think you I think you see where I'm coming from I'm fine to drop the bit and move on. I just using my abilities as I, mean, I have them. I mean, you will be able to get them to follow you to uh, about halfway up the stairs without fighting. I mean, that's something, right? Yeah, so it shall be. Billy will put away the dagger and keep out the sap. You know, the regular song and dance is for this guy's safety. He has to come with yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> we have his best interest at heart. Yep. Y'all are the bad guys now. Hey, listen, I don't get paid to do this, so I have to do this. They wanted me to do this. It's my job. How am I going to graduate from college if I don't? Bring him to Barks. What's the worst that can happen? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you get halfway up the, up the stairs making athletics. Uh, Nat one. <laughs> Can I do an athletics? 
Well, he was approaching you, so you had to be ahead of him. Okay. He he gets away from Billy and <laughs> runs, goes charging down, uh, back down the hallway. Well, I wasted a first little spell on him. No, get back here. I'm in charge of you. <laughs> You're my responsibility. Billy chases after him. Okay, uh, Selkie. What's up? Uh, I don't wanna, but uh, but if we're halfway up, I'm just gonna go see the doctor. All right, he is still performing surgery, um, and will be for the next like nine minutes. Um, Billy, you chase after uh, this this patient. Unfortunately. You chase after him into the hallway that before creeped you the fuck out because it delved into darkness. But you see, like, light at the end, like there's a doorway, but you know there's not a doorway at the end of this hall. Uh, where is he running to then? He seems to be running towards the doorway. Oh, man. He doesn't like it, but Billy's going to keep trying to chase this dude down. All right, um, make me an athletics check. Sure. You try and out-sprint this guy. 12. Uh, you get close, but as you chase him uh, and this 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 doorway um, before you, uh, which kind of just has like a blanket of light coming from it, like you can't define anything except the silhouette of the man running away from you. Um, he runs through it ahead of you and it slams shut and it's dark again. Oh. Did that seem like some sort of magic thing? Can Billy like try to understand what the hell just happened? Um, well, one, you're you're you know, there's not a door there, right? It is too dark to see anything right now. Uh -huh. so you can make your assumptions. Mm hmm. Um, if you had some light to look around, you might be able to make some shut. Okay. Then, yeah, if that all just like goes away after he runs through the door, I think Billy's immediate response is going to be um, doing a 180 and just like running back the way he came to uh, not be left here alone. <laughs> all right. You turn and as you're walking away, you hear a sound like an immense just sigh. Almost like what uh, Billy might imagine a d dragon sighing uh, might sound like. Just this immense, like, exhalation. It's slow and rumbly coming from behind him. Oh, he doesn't hear that. Nope. Nope. Doesn't hear nothing. Mm -mm. <laughs> he nope. doesn't hear that. Just gonna nope. go find the doctor. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the doctor lets out a long, low sigh. <laughs> nice transition. I like it. Artsy. Thank you. I'm not eating a burger right now. <laughs> yeah, this is how you normally talk. I know. You're from Wisconsin. I get it. <laughs> Don't so, be ridiculous. Um, that place is made up. Go ahead and make your medicine check, doctor. And we'll get that finished up for you. This can only end well. It was a 15 on the die plus nine for medicine is 24 plus a one for being a 
mutagenic boy. So 25. All right. And then plus two for absolutely burrowing into this motherfucker. So a 27. A 27. And if that's not already... Are you, are you an expert success? or trained? Oh, uh, medicine? I'm an expert. Are you attempting first tier healing or second tier healing? Second rate uh, healing. <laughs> I'd say second tier. Okay. Uh, so you do pass. If it is a success because of my um, stabby business... <laughs> oh, that's right. It becomes a critical success. It is a critical success. Risky surgery, it makes it a critical success. So you heal 4d8 plus 10 hit points. Uh, you want me to roll that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, 4d8. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 20 hit points. You've put him back in a pretty good working order. Um He's obviously going to scar, um, and it hurts like hell still. But he is in—he uh, is quite functional now. Um, it's all passed up. Is he conscious? Yes, uh, you, or you will be able to bring him to consciousness after the fact. Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of slapping his cheeks a little bit after the surgery, and guardsman, guardsman. Uh. Thank you for listening to part one of two. Keep an ear out for part two, releasing very soon.